Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. I'm so excited about our guest today. She's awesome. We just have been having the best conversation. And But what I, I really want you to pay attention to with our guest today is that there's not a lot of women that are comfortable, really comfortable talking about money. And it's a, it, it is completely a mindset. And it's like, if you didn't grow up that way with your parents or your grandparents or whomever raised you talking about these things, it's just like sometimes an uncomfortable conversation. And I noticed that at the co-working space that we're part of because it's an all women's co-working space. <laughs> and so I think that this will bring some clarity if you're listening or watching today of if you're a woman and you're a business owner and there's like these money stories that we're going to jump in today. I'm so excited. So Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you. I get to, I just got to say, I could listen to your voice all day long. Like <laughs> it's so raspy. Like I, I, t- when I talk like three days straight, cause I've been like speaking and doing podcasting, um, my voice gets super raspy and I'm like, Oh my God, I wake up. I'm like, I sound like a man again. <laughs> At least I have a voice because I have yes. us for a month back in October. It was terrible. But anyway, that's okay. Thank you. That makes me feel a little bit more confident about this. I like a man. So- oh my God. I love it. I'm like, keep talking. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Yeah. Well, before we jump in and start talking about these money stories, can you just yeah. give us a little bit of a backstory about how you've gotten to where you are today in your journey? Yeah. So I guess the beginning, beginning was, uh, funny enough, when I was five years old, I sold pieces of my hair to make money. That was my first shut up. Yeah. I swear to God, that was my first entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. You would cut your hair. Yes. So how it happened was I was at my great uncle's house for like this big family party. And I had really long hair, like down to my butt. And he came up to me and he's like, I really love the color of your hair. Cause it's this like natural Auburn color. And I don't know how I, th- I guess kids, you know, kids are, they got wild imagination. Mind. Yeah. The imagination, the creativity. So I just like in two seconds was like, I'll sell you a piece for a dollar. Yeah. And he's like, That's okay. Cute. So cute. I love so I that. like took my hair, cut a little piece, got a little plastic bag for him. And then I went around the whole party selling pieces of my hair. So I think I made like $4 that night. <laughs> I love it. It was That's amazing. Great. That so, is great. I, so I always had this like fascination with money and like, cause I grew up like middle-class and, you know, I had some friends that were a bit more wealthy and I could see that, you know, the more money you have, the, like they got to go to Disneyland and like, they yep. got to do these things. So I always had this like fascination with it. And anyhow, cut to, you know, when was it back in 2015, uh, was when I started my coaching business. And in 2016, I decided to pivot and focus 
solely on the money mindset stuff because I saw like how important money mindset was and I saw how much it changed my life and how much it impacted my business. And I realized that so many women were going out there with these unconscious or subconscious, like limiting beliefs and limiting stories, really holding themselves back from growing their businesses. And it was killing me because I'm sure we've all been there where we know a friend or we know of a business where their product or their service is amazing, but they're not thriving because they're like hiding behind, Oh, I don't want to sell or like, you know, and you're just like, Oh my God, your stuff is so good. Can you please just stop and get it out there? Right. So that's where I was with helping uh, like women entrepreneurs. And I was just like, okay, we need to deal with this money thing because this is driving me nuts. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. 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 You, you saw a problem and you, you created something to help women really become comfortable with it. So I want to know, like, what's the, is it like five story steps or like, how do we know as women if we're in like the wrong mindset? So like if someone and I mean, I'm totally making this up, but it's like, if yeah. someone asks and like, you know, we deal with clients and money, I actually don't deal with money when people are like, well, what's the deposit or what's the retainer or what's the next step or what's the invoice? I'm like, oh man, it doesn't all that. And Latanya, oh, that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that all the time, mm-hmm. but for people who wear all the hats, cause at mm-hmm. one time, I mean, I did for seven years, wear all the hats. Yeah. Can you tell or like how to identify if people are just uncomfortable closing a deal? Yes. So there's, yeah. So something that I think we'll, we'll jump to at the end, but um, like something I want to give your audience is there's different money personalities. So a couple of years ago, yeah, back in 2020, I was fascinated by this thing called sacred money archetypes. And basically it's like a fancy way of saying like, what's your money personality? I love Um, it. Yeah. So I got certified as a coach in that. And there's like, it's basically like a personality test that you can take to see which of the eight archetypes am I. And then from there, I have like this little mini course and I have like a discount code for your audience to, um, yeah, to then understand yourself better. And I found it, I was like, I first took it as like a student and then got fascinated. That's why I got trained. And like, it helped me so much in my business, understand myself. And then also like I'm, I'm married to my wonderful husband and he took the quiz and he's a complete opposite of me in the quiz. Like his, my top one is his bottom and his bottom is, is my top. Okay. So it helped me even just like personally with my relationship, understand why sometimes we like butted heads on certain things. Yeah. So I love that you said Amanda deals with the money stuff mm-hmm. because one of the money personalities out there is the nurturer. And, mm-hmm. um, and actually there's a couple, but there's a few money personalities out there that aren't as like keen on like sending the invoice and like dealing with the money stuff. And that's, that's like, not to say that that's bad or anything, but if that's not one's like comfort zone or like, it doesn't come easily to them, you can hire that out. Like, yep. Yep. Like, like you did and not yeah. to say that that wasn't comfortable for you, but like, if that's something you want to stay away from perfect, right? Like yeah. hire it out, let somebody else deal with it. So I love that. So, yeah, I mean, I think for all business people, we have to have some degree or some level of confidence around invoicing and, and, uh, for some, it's going to come easier, just like, I don't know, sports or music or whatever, you know, like some people are going to be more gifted than others, but 
it, as business owners, it is our responsibility to step up and be like, I'm available and willing to receive money and I'm going to, you know, send the invoice or get this contract or, you know, cause I think like you got to own that shit. <laughs> yeah, you do. You yeah. do. And I mean, it is what it is. Like you don't, I don't know. I, what kind of helped me in the beginning of like business is thinking about you don't walk into a store and buy a pair of jeans and leave. like you walk in, you pay for something, but then in a service-based business, we're supposed to feel some different way that it is a service versus a product. And I'm like, no, your service still is freaking product. People have pay for it. Like it's not free. Like that's your time, but people yeah. just aren't there yet sometimes, or they don't feel like, in fact, I was just talking to a girl and she's like, but I don't have a degree in that. I, I'm like, that's your limiting belief. Yeah. Like, why you you're amazing like you're naturally amazing at these things yeah. you don't need to go to school for it like you know my entrepreneurial brain is like turning but yeah. it's just I know that like anybody listening there's probably somebody listening or watching that just doesn't feel comfortable talking about it and so if you can overcome those hurdles and overcome those challenges and and quit self-sabotaging yourself you will grow your income. Like that is the, the result of doing something differently. So tell us about money stories. What is it? Yes. So, oh, and before I do that, I want to give a quick tip to your audience. Um, yes. cause like where you said, this person said, you know, I, I didn't get a degree in that or whatever, like call it out, call it the limitation. So in that case, it might be like, I'm not educated enough to, you know, start a business, which like in my world, I, some of my clients have a limiting belief of I'm not educated enough to be rich, like just plain and simple. Right. What so, the hell? Right. Yeah. And so my little tip is to take this, uh, like plug and play kind of statement of like, even though I fill in the blank, even though I feel I'm not educated enough, or even though I feel like, um, I don't have enough experience, whatever it might be, uh, to be, you know, to be wealthy or to start this business. Um, then you follow it up by saying like, I get to do it anyway. I love that. <laughs> right. I'm doing the shit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have this, I have this, uh, exercise that I do or this like little thing that I do with my clients where I call, I, I won't curse here now, but the effort, like, Oh, I don't care. I okay. listen every other word out of my mouth. People who know me and listen to this, like I grew up with my dad being like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like it's just ingrained. It's just who I am. Like, okay, good. So it's called the bucket exercise. And it's really liberating. Like I literally had someone at a live event that I did once start a business from this exercise where you write out the limiting beliefs in this case, like I'm not educated enough or like I need more experience or, you know, I don't have enough, you know, resources to start whatever. So you write out a limitation or like people will judge me and you cross it out. And then you just literally say, fuck it. <laughs> That's it. It's like the simplest little exercise ever. Fuck it. And at a live event, it's fun to do because you can get people to up, right? And be like, fuck it. Like you just I like love it. it, right? So you really bring energy behind like the screw it. I'm doing it anyway. And it's so liberating. So to it anyone is. listening where you have like limitations, just say fuck it to it. Like, even if you just do a day of fuck it, like, yep. it'll be really liberating. I love it. There's a guy on YouTube. Someone sent me this, um, it's like a morning meditation and he's like on the beach with his eyes closed and it's like beautiful. And he's like very calm. 
And then, but what he's saying is hilarious. And he's oh, like, fuck yeah. all this bullshit, <laughs> all these fucking problems. So I recreated it for our like little inside community and posted it. I mean, it's like on the back end of YouTube, you can't get it unless you like have the link Yeah, because I say the F word, like probably a hundred times in 10 Oh minutes. my God. But I tell her, I'm like, listen, I got this idea from the sky. This is his channel. Like this is just for you guys. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to get through it without laughing. And then the wind, cause I was on the beach was so bad. My tripod and my phone kept falling over and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, quit it. The wind. Oh my God. And it's like four 30 in the morning. It's like so early. Cause the sun's rising. I was trying to get the sunrise because our plane our flight I don't get up early in the morning people like the flight was so early so anyway yeah it felt so good and but people love it they're like oh my god this is hilarious because it just put you in a better mood oh my god I feel like I need to record one as well now like you You should my wheels I'll find the link and send it to you I'm gonna send you a link (laughs) Um, I had a few of my clients one time request that I do one for I think it was when they're on their period or something like that they're like can you create uh one to like fuck it to this like period thing. And I was like, I'll think about it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I love it's just, but it's like, why don't we do these things? They seem so simple and stupid, but it's like, for some reason we have to have someone else guide us because we're so close to it sometimes, which just causes confusion and clutter. And sometimes it's just like, fuck it. You need to walk it away. You need to walk away you don't have the capacity or the energy to do it anymore. So thank you for the tip. That was fun. You're welcome. Sorry. So I, I digress, but back to the money stories. Yeah. So like with that, we all have money stories. So money story is essentially like you're like self-fulfilling prophecy around what you believe you can and can't have when it comes to money. And, um, the thing is with life, like if you kind of think it from a more like higher perspective, life is just a story that we're making up every day. Like you and I could literally go through the exact same motions, have the exact same things, you know, happen to us, but have completely different experiences of it because we're making it up in our mind based off of like our filters of reality and that kind of stuff. So when it comes to money, it's the same thing. Um, like for example, I had a client one time write me cause she was really distraught because she's like, fuck, like. I like, she was doing really good with her money stuff and we were working on it. And then she writes me and she's like, I just got a bill. Like my car broke down. I need to pay like $500 for it. Like I'm one step forward, two steps back, blah, blah, you know? So that was her money story. She was, because that, that's actually a very common one that I hear is like one step forward, two steps back. Like I can never get out of debt or like, you know, I can never get ahead. So I reframed that for, her. I was like, well, wait a minute. You just got a raise at work. Um, like if anything, you can flip it around and say, Hey, I just got a raise at work. Like, thank you universe for giving me the extra cash to pay for this. Like, this is amazing. And there's more where that came from. Right. So like, and then it just like, like something snapped for her. She was like, Oh my God, like you're so right. So we really have a choice of what story we want to write around our money. And, um, back to like the bucket thing, like things can be really embedded for a while. Like we create these money stories as early as, as early as like, essentially like birth for some people, even like subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. They say that from the imprint period, which is like zero to seven is seven years old is when we 
you know, make sense of the world. Cause we're just like this, like sponge absorbing everything, yeah. like making, cause we don't know what the hell anything is. Like yeah. I have a three month old now and I was saying to my husband, I'm, I'm like, it's hilarious. Like she doesn't even know how to like grab something. Like we forget how basic things are that we didn't start out with. Like we didn't know how to hold something and bring it to our mouth. Like she's just like flailing about. <laughs> yeah. So we come out into this world, just like, what is this world? And then based on what we see and what we hear and what we experience, we, we make up stuff like, Oh, you know, like I'm not educated enough to be rich or I'm not beautiful enough to be rich or like all these crazy stories. So, so that's what money stories are in a, in a nutshell. I love that. It is, it is so true though. Cause you can line up 10 people. They all came from a different, like they're in the same industry. They do the same thing, but they all have different backgrounds um, and how they were raised and how they grew up and all that and ask them the same thing and get 10 completely different. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating, but then for the people who kind of have like bad story and like trauma and it's like, you gotta deal with that. Like, how can you reframe it to use it in in your advantage in your adult life? Because you can shift, you know, I just, um, so how do people know? Like, I want to know what my money story is. I'm like, how do I figure it out? I know you have like a fun quiz. I love fun quizzes, Yes. Um, which I'm going to take it. The, the, the like money story quiz, but like, how do you yeah. figure out what it is? Just take your quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Go take the quiz. Take the quiz. But, but I think practically speaking, like outside of the quiz and, and like that little course, the mini course is, is to just be a, like kind of, it takes some reflection and some awareness. And so one exercise that I get my clients to do is to literally just set like three alarms throughout the day, maybe morning, you know, noon and evening, and literally just check in with your thoughts. And so when the alarms go off, that's your reminder, Hey, check in with your thoughts of like, what have you been thinking the last couple hours? Has there been anything that's been triggering to you or any limitation of like, I don't know, maybe a coach recommended you go sell a new course and like, Oh, I can't sell that. Like no one's going to buy it, you know, or, or whatever. So just, just literally take note of whatever comes up, or maybe you went grocery shopping when you went to pay, you're like, Oh my God, like more bills, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so just write it out. So we have to bring awareness to things first and foremost. So write Mm -hmm. it out, no judgment at all. And then, and I've done this myself is upon reflection, you'll start to see common patterns come up. And, um, it's pretty, eye-opening. like, even for me, like I'm in this world and I do this. And, and then when I do this exercise from time to time, I'm like, shit, like I'm doing right? it. Right. I'm like, Oh, I thought I was over that. But then like, when you take like a tally, you're like, Oh damn. And I thought like a similar ish kind of thought like 10 times today, you know, we're human. <laughs> right. Cause we literally have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. And they tend to lean on the negative side because we have this natural negative bias that we're born with, like every single human on the planet. So that's why I say like, leave the judgment out of it because that's only going to add to the money story of like, oh my God, look, you know, I got stressed about this and I got triggered by like, just really look at it from this objective perspective of like, okay, interesting. Like, I love to use that word when I'm trying to leave judgment out of things, just like interesting. I -hmm. thought, you know, this bill stresses me out. Okay. Interesting. That stressed me out. Great. Okay. (laughs) And then from that, you just like, especially if someone's new to this, like really start stupidly simple with it of just like, what's one little tiny tweak that I can take from that and uh, start to improve. So you can ask yourself, like, if I, 
if I had any opportunity in the world to change this story, what would I want it to be instead? Right. So maybe if um, you think that, like I said, that one earlier of like one step forward, two steps back, never get ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, somebody might say, you know, in an ideal world, I would love to feel like I'm always ahead. I feel like I always yeah. have an abundance of savings. Right. Mm-hmm. So start by thinking about who do you want to be? And mm-hmm. then backtracking from there and saying, okay, if that's a person I want to be and, and think and feel like, what, how would she respond to this? Right. Like, how would she respond to receiving, you know, um, your electrical bill in the mail or whatever it is? Would she freak mm-hmm. out and just tuck that bill in a drawer and hope it disappears? <laughs> or would she open it up and like look at it and be like, okay, cool, we're going to pay this. And even if the person out there like listening to this is like, I'll still freak out. That's okay. Go through the motions. <laughs> like just go through the motions for now. Cause that's a great starting point. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not about fully, fully like believing and being that person, like in two seconds, but it's about initially like going through the motions of like this, this is what a person who believes they're abundant and wealthy would do. And I'm going to keep practicing it until I believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. I like to say imposter syndrome is a good thing because, yeah. because like, I remember Seth Godin in his book, the practice, he talks about mm-hmm. if you want to be a runner and you haven't ran a day in your life, you put on your like sneakers <laughs> and you go running the first day, the first day, you're not a runner. You're pretending to be a runner. But by day 30, after putting on your running shoes for 30 days and running, you can pretty much call yourself a runner now, but you start by being an imposter. You start by showing up to like the running club with like your gear and like your like freshly white sneakers, right? Like, yeah, "Yeah, I got this. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's, I love him. That's so true. Yeah. It's there. I don't know. Like, I definitely think, I mean, just in my own personal experience, how... I grew up and like who did what. And then when I got married, which I'm not married anymore, <laughs> which is totally okay. He's good guy, just not for me. And I'm not for him. Yeah. Um, we had different career paths and goals in life, but we should have discussed that beforehand. I was way too effing young. Oh, okay. Um, I don't I don't believe people should get married before they're 30. Okay. Like you need to know who you are first. <laughs> all of our clients, the weddings that we do, we're like, I'm like, how old are you? I just flat out <laughs> ask people. You can't tell the older I get, the, oh God, the younger I, I get, and they look like they're 21 or 22, but then they're like, I'm 34. Yeah. I can't tell anymore. So it's, I just flat out ask, but yeah, I just think that like it come, it kind of emulated over into exactly like what my mom and dad were doing. And then one day I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not good at this. Like I know how to do it, but like, what am I doing? And I started to like separate my personal and then my business. Then when I hired an accountant, who was like going through all this other stuff. And then he was just so completely disconnected and it was all on me and never balanced a freaking checkbook. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one really does that anymore. We have QuickBooks for that now, <laughs> but it's just like, if no, I think it's, I think that even the public school should teach money. Oh like God, yes. I do like, um, Dave Ramsey's from Nashville. He's a money guy. I, I grew up in a household like that, that you mm-hmm. do not have credit cards. If you use credit cards, you were going to hell. And then I had to like reframe my mindset as an entrepreneur that credit cards aren't bad. They're mm. actually 
amazing for points and things. And there is a way to do it the right way. You just pay it off every month, you know, like, but I kind of take like a business course and how to use other people's money Mm -hmm. and how to not feel like I was um, building debt when, and making sure that we had enough income, you know, to pay that off. And now like we have a, a great strategy and I mean, we have for years, but I couldn't have come up with that by myself. So it's like, mm. you know, you ask for help. It, are there certain things that when people first come to work with you that you like, you're like, get all the clutter and all the shit out of your head. And like, we're going to start fresh. Like, is that what you like to do? <laughs> yeah, there's like, well, there's like a, a course that I teach every year. And um, one of the first things I have them do actually is that awareness thing that we just talked about. But mm-hmm. also I have them write out like, think of any and every memory you can possibly think of that feels triggering around money. Like I remember, and it doesn't have to be like money specific, but it can be where you felt less than or more than, or whatever. Like I remember when I was a kid, one of my best friends, her family was very wealthy and going over to her house on Christmas or like just after Christmas and seeing like the ton of toys and like snowboard and like all the things that she would get for Christmas it made me feel less than like, I was okay. like, shit, like our family's not as wealthy, you know? And it really separated me. It really made me feel like we were like this, like poor, like tiny Tim family kind of yeah. thing. Like, and like, even like a, 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 our neighbors, a few doors down, um, they had like a convertible and we always used to drive. Like my parents were like, the car gets you from A to B, like it doesn't need to be fancy. So we drove right. like, old beat up cars. And I was like, so embarrassed. So there was a lot of like these, these stories of like shame and like feeling less than around money. And like, if you were wealthy, then you had it good, you know? And, and even like, if you think about it, a lot of the Disney movies when we're growing up, uh, really framed rich people as bad. Like you're right. Yeah. 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 Money's like Corella DeVille. She was like rich, but the meanest old person, Cinderella's stepmother, like they were wealthy. Yes. And, and on the flip side of that, the poor people are the like happy, kind, you know, everybody loves them people. So yeah. And even like Pretty Woman, that's actually surprisingly enough, actually a Disney movie. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember okay. I learned that in business school and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Disney. Yeah. It's a Disney movie, but, um, yeah. So in pretty woman, think about it, like pretty woman, she was like the broke, like, you know, stripper or not stripper. What was she a prostitute? Yeah. Yep. And you know, the rich people at Rodeo drive were like, basically like get out of our store. Like who the hell are you? You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I had, this one took me a little while to really come to terms with, or like, really like be like, Oh shit, that's a big block for me which was my belief was rich people are snobs and they're like mm-hmm. a target. Cause I remember mm-hmm. at the time when I was still working my nine to five driving home one day and this woman passed by me in her car, she was like in this BMW and she was like all glammed up and looked so beautiful. And one of my first initial thoughts, and it's kind of like terrible to say, but it was, you know, oh my God, what like this rich bitch kind of thing, Yep. you know? Yep. And then I had a moment where I was like bringing this awareness. I was like, oh my God, like I totally judged this woman. Mm-hmm. she could be the nicest person in the world and like maybe like her dad just died and like she wanted to glam herself up to like feel good like I have no idea so like right you know like do not judge someone by how they look by how, what they drive but like none of that stuff so it really took a lot of unraveling for me to be like 
people get to do whatever the hell they want to do with their money or without their money, like, and get to look however they want to look and who am I to judge kind of thing. Yeah. It's a real, I mean, it's a real problem. I mean, I see it happening right in front of my eyes. In fact, the other day, my brother founded a nonprofit for just to help the hospitality industry notice human trafficking in Nashville because it's so bad. And someone came up to him at an event and he's like, must be nice that you have all this money to like from your business to just funnel over to this nonprofit. It's just a way for you people who make a shit ton of money in your business to just funnel money over. And like, thank God I was standing there. Um, (laughs) because my brother's a new entrepreneur and he has grown his company. It's amazing in three years, very quickly. And it's, if you don't know how to handle some of that, you get defensive. Mm. And I'm like, well, that. I'm not sure why you think that because the people that I'm around that are very wealthy, they do very well in their business. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them have been passed down to them from family generation and some of them came from nothing and they started it from nothing. But when you have more money and your company does really well, that means you want to give back. And yes, there's tax advantages, but that's not the reason. I'm like, if you really knew my brother and knew my family and knew the shit that has gone down in the background of us growing up, you would Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up because this is not why he did this. This has nothing to do with money. Thank God we have the money to actually put it towards a good cause and help these, these women and these children, because they're mostly women and children who would not have another way out. So just the mindset around money and negativity and nonprofits and how, Mm -hmm just want money yet there you might have had an experience like that and I'm like well what's have you did you make a donation today what's the last nonprofit that you donate I literally said I'm like I just put people on the spot like I can think quick like that and then they just kind of look at me and then I turn around and change the subject it's just inappropriate but they're they look like an idiot but also too I'm judging them because they don't know what they don't know Mm, true it's like in being defensive and I could have been a bitch back. I mean, in my head, I was thinking one thing, judging. And then on the other hand, you know, I'm like, customer service voice, small professional. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, the way you think, you know, and then it's for 30 minutes driving home. I like have this talk with my brother and I'm like, listen, you're going to be attacked. There's going to be a lot of media. There's going to be people that say really mean things. And that's their problem, not your problem. Exactly. And we're not going to put any energy towards that. And we're ready to move on. Okay. Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good, like good. I just don't even. Yeah. yeah. But it's really sad. But the, the more you have, the more you can give and the more you can help. Yes. And, yeah. and that's what people don't realize. I don't like think. one of the first lessons I learned as a business owner was it's actually spiritual to be rich. Because mm-hmm. I think like growing up and I grew up like going to church and that kind of stuff and it comes back to this like you know the poorer you are it's almost like the more humble and like you know like, kind of like the mother Teresa vibes like you know go with nothing and you'll be this like saint kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, not to shit on mother Teresa she's a wonderful person um but yeah and so so if and even like my dad he's an entrepreneur and he said that his father who was also an entrepreneur said to him if you ever have money, don't show it because you'll be a target. Mm-hmm. So 
he grew up with like money's this bad thing don't let people don't let people know you got any money like just stay like average kind of thing and um yeah so from there as i started to grow my business the more money i made well one i was making more money because i was helping more people mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so that was a, right that was the first learning and two like this past year I've given more to charities than I ever have because I'm making more. And like now the charity just reached out to me just last week to be like, can you help with our next fundraiser? I'm like, absolutely. And she, to your, like, to the point of like, you know, it kind of, once you're making money that you can give more, like the founder of this charity said to me, and she said, you know, thank you so much last year for stretching us with the financial goal, because, and this is, this is going to be kind of generalized here, but I think sometimes the pitfall with charities is they have a tendency to think small, like mm-hmm. think they really feel like I'm a charity, like, please just give me your leftovers kind of thing. Yeah. And this charity in particular was like going out, I forget what their goal was. I think it was like 10,000 or 15,000, what they wanted to raise. And I was mm-hmm. like, screw that. Like, let's go for like 50,000. And she was like, yeah. really? Like, you think so? And I was like, yeah, like yeah. if we do X, Y, and Z, like we can do it. And she thanked me because I think we ended up getting like 45,000 afterwards. Yeah. Awesome. Right. I was like, you know, you got to set that goal high or like, you know, seemingly high and go for it. And so, yeah, she thanked me because she really had that like smaller mindset of like, oh, Mm -hmm. we'll just get a little bit and like, see what we can do. And, you know, it's like, no, screw that. Let's go, go for gold, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like how, so for people who don't think like that, Mm. and again, I don't think, I mean, it doesn't sound like either of us grew up with like just a silver or a gold spoon. You know, it's yeah. like you have to learn these things as you, as you're growing and growing a business. Yeah. And so is there something that if someone listening or watching could do to help mm-hmm. get over it, like something? Yeah, I think, okay. I'll, well, I think number one, they're doing the right thing by listening to this, yes. first of all, right? Like, because really the beautiful thing about this day and age with like so much accessibility to different podcasts and audiobooks, that like we have so much access to putting in our ears and our, our eyes as well, um, you know, things that support us and things that, that challenge or, yeah, really challenge us to think bigger and like show us possibility, be like, wow, they did it. And like, you know, so I, I just think we, as much as like technology and that kind of stuff can be a pain in the ass. Um, it is a wonderful thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. But to like, put it really simply and like you read this in the business books and that kind of stuff is like what you're surrounding yourself with really, because I remember there was actually it was years ago. I remember sitting on my bed randomly enough and I was sitting there just thinking to myself, if every single person I knew the bare minimum, like lowest of the low ball salary was a million dollars that would completely change my expectation of my income Mm -hmm. and that would become like my new norm like if I was like making I don't know like a hundred thousand and all my friends and like it was just like the common like just like there's an average you know like right now I think in America I think the average salary is like 50 55 thousand something like that ish Mm -hmm. like if all of a sudden I could snap my fingers and tomorrow the average salary was a million all of a sudden, like you're making, if somebody's making 55,000, they'd be like, what the heck? Like I'm on poverty level here. Like all of a sudden the, you know, the stakes, like, it's just like, what, like, and we just kind of like, um, level out to where everyone else is for the most of us. That's why it's called an average because average amount of people, right? Right. Yeah. So if you, 
if somebody out there wants to be a hundred thousand air or a half millionaire or whatever they want to be, get yourself either in the spaces or talking to people or listening to people or reading the reading about the people that have done that. Because really that's, that's the way to make, to give yourself that permission slip and to see that it's accessible for you. That's what I remember when I first started out coaching, um, in 2015, my coach at the time had just done a 20 K launch. So at the time that was like my gold standard. I was like, I want to do a 20 K launch because I saw her do it. I saw how it was possible. And then the next year I did it myself. So awesome. yeah, it was just like, and then, you know, and then I saw someone do a, a hundred thousand dollar launch, you know, and then that was my next standard, you know, and then I did it like last year or something. So, or two years ago. Yeah. And so once you see somebody doing it, then at least for me, it just becomes like, it's almost like this light bulb goes off of like, yeah, wait, wait a minute. Like, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like why, why am I not doing it? Mm. Do you think, and this is just me assuming, Yeah. but do you think people don't, they're afraid to shoot high because they're afraid they will fail and they will know it or other people will know it? Or do you think it's just, they truly don't know how to think that way or have the mindset yet, or you think they have it. It's just the failure. I think a bit of both. And I think, I think it depends on the situation. Like maybe it might be leaning more towards one than the other, but I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I remember one time a client of mine, she's like, she had a goal that she felt was, you know, quote unquote, like high for her, like say, I don't know, she wanted to make $10,000 a month or whatever it was. I forget now. And, um, she said to me, like, I have some limiting beliefs around this. So should I lower my goal? And I said, don't lower your goal to match your limiting beliefs, <laughs> like raise your belief, match the goal. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You should so, make that a t-shirt. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it just kind of clicked for her where she was like, Oh, like, why, why would you hang it with the living and belief and be like, all right, well, like, let's lower the goal. Then it's like, no, like if anything, I, I kind of love when limiting beliefs come up because I feel like it's God universe, whatever someone wants to call it showing me, here's your opportunity to change. Here's the yeah. block. Right. And here's what I want. This is your opportunity to, to rise higher. Right. Yeah. So if, if a limitation comes up, I'm not like, crap, like, let me go sit and like, let me just like sulk in this. It's like, interesting. Once again, that interesting, like interesting. I'm yes. thinking that, right. What, what can I, you know, what can I think instead? And sometimes like, <laughs> sometimes we have those days where, cause I don't want to like dumb it down. Just like, just think a different thought and you're good to go. Like sometimes we have those yeah. days where we're like, fuck this. I don't want to think another thought. This is what the fact of the matter is, you know? So that's when you can lean on, you know, a coach or go like, there's a book I'm reading now where whenever I read like a chapter in it, I'm like, whoo, like we are good to go. You know? So what is it? You, um, it is, it's just quite simply called the power of your, of your subconscious mind. Okay. I and like I think it. it's by Dr. Joseph Mercy Murphy. Funny okay. enough, I bought this book back when I was in high school, which was many years ago. Um, cause I had a coach in mine, a rowing coach that really believed in visualization and subconscious mind and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't need, cause I was saying to my friend the other day, I was like, I don't even know where I would have picked up this book. Cause this was like back before Amazon days. Like I would have had to physically go to a bookstore to like yeah. buy this book probably with like cash. Cause I didn't have a credit card back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I bought this book and it just sat in my bookshelf forever. So I dug it out the other day and I was like, I need to finally read this. Cause it's been like, what, how many, 
I graduated in 2004. So yeah. Yeah. Over like 17, well, 16, 17 years now. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what year are we? We're 2022. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going numbers. I would be over here with my calculator. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'm reading now. And every time I read it, it just gives me that boost, that reminder. And he gives a lot of examples too, and like stories in there. So I find that encouraging to be like, okay, they did this and yeah, that worked. So, yeah. I just think that, you know, and when I was like going over some of your stuff the other day, it's like, you use the word strategy mm -hmm. and it's like with everything, you know, we talk about strategy with social media and strategy, well, strategy to create your content and have a strategy to plan an event, like if you have a beginning and an end, but if there's not a strategy and then there's no planning, mm -hmm. then it's like a flop. Like it doesn't go well. Yes. So when you, do you help people create that strategy for around like what their stories are? Um, like, it's not like, here's like an ABC, like this is your strategy, but right. I mean, the signature course that I have, that's more of like a, like it's a group coaching program, but I mean, it's not as, it's not the same experience as if they're one-on-one -on -one with me. So I say that because in my, in my group program, it is kind of laid out. There's six modules in it where after years of experience with it, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the first obstacle, you know, they, they need to overcome. So I'll just quickly like walk your audience through it. So like I said earlier, yeah. the awareness right? The awareness thing is key. You got to know what's going on up there. And I'd get them to take that quiz as well to figure out what their money personality is. And then from there, the also brain dumping of like, what are all the memories that I have from childhood, from maybe yesterday, you know, that trigger me around money. And then we get into the forgiveness stuff. Um, okay. So there's actually, it's, it's a weird name. It's called Ho'oponopono. <laughs> it's a forgiveness tech. It's an ancient Hawaiian forgiveness technique. Okay. Where, where it's like really, really simple where you say four simple phrases and I'm going to fool them up now because I'm on the spot. I think it's, um, thank you. I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. And, and how do you spell this? Uh, H O hold on, I got to like H O O P Ho O Pono. Yeah. It's how O P O N O. Okay. Oh no. O N O. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, no, no that, that's interesting. So you said the four phases. Thank you. Or for free. Um, let me like, yeah, I, I might fool up the order here as well. But there's thank you. I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Got it. Okay. Love it. I believe that people have trouble with those sometimes. I, I'm, I mean, the older I get them and the more I'm aware, like psychologically of different things especially women, like the co-working space we're part of, it's like, they don't even know how to take a compliment. Like when you say, mm. like, I don't know, I just, you know, a lot of it has to do with how they were raised in the environment that they were raised in. And it's yeah. like it now, if someone says, you know, if I give a compliment and then they're just like, Oh, you know, they just dismissed it. I'm like, do you know how to take compliment? Like, just say, thank yeah. you. Like yeah. smile, say, thank you. And it was meant because I mean it, but it should make you feel good. Like don't dismiss the part because you need to celebrate yourself and celebrate the small wins. Like say, thank you. Yeah. And yes. some people just don't know how to do that. Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking up here. Okay. So it's, I'm, yeah, it's those phrases, but in different order, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. 
Got it. So it's like claiming responsibility, even if somebody feels like they weren't responsible, like we are responsible in the sense that, um, like we have our perspective of this scenario and we chose to think of it in a certain light that, mm-hmm. yeah, we can just say like, I'm sorry for my part in this. Um, and then please forgive me, you know, please forgive mm-hmm. me. And then thank you because there's learning and everything. Like, so thank you for this. And then I love you. So it's just like sending this love and being like, all right, like I'm going to learn, like learn and love this. And yeah, because like what sometimes, well, I just know even from the biggest struggles of my life Mm -hmm. were the biggest gifts. Yeah. Right. So that's why we can say thank you. And I love you. So yeah, yeah, I get them to go through that forgiveness thing. And then once we kind of have that foundation established, then we move on, on into the practical, like let's look at your numbers. Cause some people, you know, they do not want to look at their numbers. They don't know what kind of debts they have. So we get real practical after that. Of like, all right, let's haul out the numbers. How much you got in your savings, debt, interest rates, all that kind of stuff. We get real, like, almost like, yeah, keen on, on that kind of stuff. And then, and then from there, it's really like, well, what do you want then? Asking yourself what you want. Um, mm-hmm. Because manifesting comes down to asking for what you want. And some people haven't even taken a second to think about that because they're just going through the default motions of like, well, this is, this is all I'm, this is all I can make. Um, yep. cause another block that I see with some of my clients is if their business at the time is a side business, then they have this belief of like, well, I could never make the same amount that I make in my full-time job. Like I can never make a full-time salary from that. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool to experience it over the years. We're working with my clients being like, well, let's just map it out. Like just for fun. Like what if you yeah. could make 60 grand a year from your business? Yeah. And then we map it out. And when, when they actually see the numbers of like, okay, well, you need to sell, you know, 10 packages of this or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, oh my God. Like some people just, it's like so blatantly obvious how they can actually make it work, but they just, the belief just stopped them in their tracks of like, well, I can't. So they don't even like sit down to be like, what if I could? Mm-hmm. So we get into the possibilities. Like that's why um, that module is called infinite possibilities of like, let's explore the possibilities And then we start to come into the embodiment of it, of like, all right, well, what are these beliefs? What are the statements you want to say about yourself? What are the action steps that you want to take now? Because one of my sayings that I tell my clients is mindset without action is bullshit. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Mindset with, yeah. Without action is bullshit. Cause you yep. could say, I, I could sit here all day and, you know, do mindset work with my clients and yeah, believe this and, you know, affirm this and visualize this. But if at the end of the day, they're not actually doing anything about it, then it's all bullshit. It's, it's not working, <laughs> you know, like, and it's frustrating, but I don't, yeah, yeah. they don't it's... truly, truly, truly believe it because they're not actually doing anything about it. Right. So, and, and I, I came up with that saying myself only from personal experience mm-hmm. after having, spent 2015 and part of 2016, just like spinning circles, doing the mindset work and not actually doing anything about it. And then my business like changed what felt like overnight when I finally was like, I got to do, do something. (laughs) Yeah. And no one's going to do it for you. Like that's the other thing is like, I mean, even if you have, you know, a lot of employees or team members or vendors around you, it's like, you have to want to do it mm-hmm. and want to know and make a change. Otherwise, like no one's going to do it. You, 
you, there's some things you just can't outsource. <laughs> you can't, you can't outsource, outsource success. No, you cannot. You, you can't cannot. hire out success. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's on It's, it's like hiring a trainer to, to do push-ups and just hoping that if they demonstrate the push-ups long enough, you'll get strong. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, just doesn't it, work that way. No, it doesn't work. So going back to just mindset work and time and, you know, I always say like time's precious. A lot of people say it's priceless. And there's a point in my life where I, I thought that way, but you know, the older I got and the more that people start dropping like flies around me for various reasons, I'm just like, oh damn, like I'll never talk to my dad again. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you wish you, that you have it and I don't live in the past, but it's like, what changes can you make to make sure that like you're present? So is there one thing that you do in your business that mm-hmm. could help anybody watching or listening? Is there one thing that you do where it's like, in order for me to be present in my business, I have to do this one thing like every day or like it's a habit. Mm-hmm. Is there some like one thing? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I have a couple of tips around like just showing up when somebody doesn't feel like it, but yeah, the present thing. Oh, that's a good question. And you um, have a new baby. So yeah. it's like being a new mom, y'all, she's a new mom and <laughs> her baby is like three months. So it's just like, but even you're going through it right now, like you have to allocate your time, your time differently and your priorities yeah. have to be, they're very different than what they were a year ago mm. because I guess like maybe you're, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, you know? Yeah. So everything shifts based yeah. on like what's happening in your life. And like, that's not a bad thing. No. And so having that mindset of I'm going to, you know, show up for my child and I'm going to yeah. make it a priority to do these things. And every year it should shift based on where you are, you know, with your business. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, like, is there one thing since, yeah. Having your daughter, your, I, I think you said it was a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Little Zoe. And, yeah. Yeah. That she, where you just step back and think like, okay, I have to do this one thing so that I can go, you know, be with her and be my family and turn yeah. the business off and not worry about it. Something there's been wonderful changes that have come with having a baby and something comes to mind that I actually heard from his name's Jesse Itzler, where he said, I love him. Yeah. He's great. I love his wife. Oh my God. Yeah. Sarah. Oh my God. Love them. Yeah. And his saying is be where your feet are. Mm -hmm. Like, like like wherever your feet are, like be in that moment. And I really love that. And that's something now upon reflection, like you asked me, like, have I been present? I'm like, Oh, that's, that's something I've embraced now where if I'm with Zoe, be with Zoe. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, on my computer doing work, be with that. Don't be thinking like, oh, okay, well, I got to go get like dinner. Like just really be where your feet are. And mm-hmm. something that I've embraced since having Zoe, because before, before having her, I used to have like my to-do list a mile long and I, and I never felt like I got enough things done in the day. And I would always set myself up for failure because I would give myself way more things than I could actually do in the day. So, um, one thing that I've done since having Zoe is really simplified my day, just Mm -hmm. being like, well, especially when I very first had her, I just literally gave myself one thing. I said, what's one thing that 
I'm going to do today. And that's, that's enough. Like that really yep. makes me be present because I'm not like, oh, I gotta do this and I gotta do that. But from a, like a real, like practical tip for your audience is one thing that I did, and this actually happened before Zoe, but I, I dropped it. I dropped the ball on it. I, I'm back on it now, but I had like this little teeny tiny sticky notepad. I don't even know where I got it from, but it was like, I don't know, maybe just like an inch high and like maybe two inches wide, if that. And um, what I did one day was I only allowed myself to, to write a maximum of three bullet points of what I was going to work on that day. And they couldn't amount to any more than three hours total for all three things. So if one thing I knew was going to take me three hours, well, that was it. That was all I was allowed to write on my yep. sticky note. So yep. it's like three and three, no more than three hours total and no more than three bullet points on that sticky note. And until those three things, or if they are three things get done, I cannot add anything else to my plate. I can't be like, well, I got to go to the grocery store. Like, like, nope. What are the things you're going to put on your, your little mm -hmm. tiny sticky note? And that's what I did for a little while where that was it. That was all I was allowed to do was those things. And then once I got them done, yeah, then I could, you know, jump into the next thing. But mm -hmm. that really helped me stay focused and, and present. But to your point of like, yeah, life is like time is precious. Life is short. Um, two quick tips around that is one thing, and this might be a bit like, like, whoa, Emily, for some of your yeah. audience, but, but I, I used to have a, a sticky note on my wall for the longest time that quite simply said, you're going to die. <laughs> like that was it. It just said, no, but it's die. a good rem Yeah. It's a good yeah. reminder. Like, you, you make choices differently when you think that way. Absolutely. And like, after having Zoe, it really made me think like, oh my God, this is, this is the start of her life. And like, as sad as it is to say, like one day she's not going to be here and I'm not going to be here. And my mm -hmm. dad just lost his best friend, um, last week to brain cancer. And he was only 64 years old. Mm -hmm. And that really like struck me of like, okay, like, I don't know if I'm gonna be here tomorrow. Like, and I might find out I, you know, God forbid, like brain cancer, you know, next week, whatever. So that's what I had on my wall for the longest time. You're gonna die. And then to also help me do things when I wanna procrastinate or like, you know, whatever is I have on my wall right now, I'm looking at here. It's okay to feel like it's not your best work. It's okay like to feel like it's not your best work because what it does is it takes you out of the perfectionism and takes mm -hmm. you out of the procrastination. Cause like, well, let me just fix this or let me like research this or what are they doing? Like, maybe I could like spruce it up to look like whatever we're doing to like not get our thing out into the world. And so I just really had to tell myself like, it's okay to feel like it's not your best work. Just get it out there. Like yep. you can, you can change it as you go. Like I'm sure with your podcast, you know, it's pivoted. Like you've made changes, you know, as you've gone every along. year, right? Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Yeah. But if you had started out to be like, well, I got to be like the Tim Ferriss show or, you know, like whoever, yeah. you know, that's like top pocket, whatever it is. Like yeah. if you had been like, oh, I gotta be just like them. You would have never started. Never. So that's, that's something that really gets my butt in gear is just like, that's just put it out there. <laughs> That's awesome. But I love, I I'm like, I don't love paper and I don't love post-its. However, there is a time and a place for them in my heart and in my life. And yeah. this is one of those times where those little reminders like change everything. Like if we have an event and at the last minute, like these little things come up mm -hmm. and like, I know that there is a extra extension cord in my garage and, you know, 
like usually we're, we're playing rap music on my phone and like loading up and getting ready and stuff. So it's like, I will use post-it notes every once in a while and like put them by the door because my mother did that. Like, don't forget your lunch sack. Don't. And my God, if my mom didn't do that, I would fucking forget my whole life. You know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, life is a freaking post-it note, but, but you only have so much capacity. You, have, you only have so much space on that yeah. little note. And so to start out by just quit over committing and, and then you think differently of like, should I say yes to this project or should I say no? And then money starts to not matter that much because you start to realize, well, if you say no to something that you're really, your heart's not in a hundred percent. And then next week, something else comes along. If you would have said yes to that project, you wouldn't have had the time to take this project on. Yeah. So we say no a lot more than we say yes, because it has to fit in alignment with like the goals and like, what do we want to do this year, you know, as a company. Yeah. And then, you know, personally and professionally, sometimes your goals, people are like, well, it's a little bit different. I'm like, how? I'm like, you own your business. Like, I don't know. It's just integrated into life. And yeah. I don't, when you, when you own a business, I don't know how your family and things cannot be integrated, you know, into what you're doing, because it's like, you're, it's like a baby, you know? It, yeah, so, totally. I think that's yeah. super helpful. And it, I think it's super smart. Um, so thank you for sharing. Yeah, if you're welcome. Connect with you and and do the quiz. Tell yeah. them where they should go. So they can find them the quiz at themoneycode.ca. Ca because I'm Canadian up up north. Do you live <laughs> in Canada? I do. Yeah. I do not hear the accent at all. Yeah, I'm East Coast, so you get more of the Canadian accent, like Ontario, like. Okay. definitely out in the wet, like Manitoba, Saskatchewan, they got Alberta. They got a strong accent out there. Yeah. They like they're, say the O's, they're like, oh. like, I mean, we have some clowns in Canada and so I'm like, wait, what did you just say? And they're like, they say, I'm like, you're saying the word home. You're buying a new, I don't know, just the way they do their O's. And they think I'm so country redneck the way I talk. It's just funny. Yeah. Like, and, and where I am, I'm in a, I'm in a spot called Newfoundland. We're a bit more harsh. So like, I'd say like car or bar or like something like that. Whereas like in Ontario, they'd be like, oh, we're going to the bar, like bar. Or yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I, I bought a new it's car. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Accents. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the money code.ca and um, it's, it's an inexpensive course. Anyways, it's only 27 bucks to do the quiz and get like some training videos and all that kind of stuff. But your audience, I have a coupon code called podcast love. Ooh, um, thank you. Yeah. So they can get 25% off. Okay. Just, just a little, you know, a little something, something for listening. Yeah. And, yeah. So podcast awesome. love and, uh, yeah, if they enter that, when they, when they go to purchase it, they can get that whole, uh, the course and it, there's a lot I jam packed it. I was actually like looking at the other day. I was like, I should really be charging more for this, but <laughs> anyways, I'm like 27 bucks, you know, yeah. Go folks. yeah. Yeah. Thank you nice- so much. And oh, you're welcome. We'll put all this like in the blog and in the show notes and on social media, we have people that will contact us and tell us like their top takeaway or like if they want to learn something they're like, well, I listened to it on the way to the work or I listened to it while I'm working out or usually like they're doing something else. And so um, one girl was like almost wrecked trying to write down. So I always say now I'm like, don't like do what you're doing and then go back to the link. Like when you're safe, like don't, don't drive and like take notes like don't do that <laughs> I've been there before there where I'm like listening to an audiobook or a podcast I'm like oh my god that's so good and I'm like driving like oh my god I need to like so I'll like pull over and like get out my phone and type it out yeah 
Yes. I'm like, yes. I need to need to save this nugget. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, we'll put all the links there. Do you have a favorite platform that you hang out on? If people want to connect Instagram's my fave. Yeah. Okay. And if anyone cares to see my little girl, you'll see her, her there. I did a little reel the other day where she spit up on me when I was like trying Aww. to get her for the gram. I was like, come on, like the small for the gram. And then she just like spit up. I was like, this is too funny. So it's just, <laughs> it's real. Life. I, I love the people that like they post the stuff and they're like swipe to see what was really happening. Right. Cause they're just very like, this is real life. And yeah. I love those people because we know that it's sometimes it's just a shit show and that's okay. Oh like, yeah. Life. Like literally today, one of my stories is like, this is where I'm at now with motherhood where now when she spits up on me, I just let the milk dry in and we carry on. Like we just yeah. leave it like right now, I'll be totally honest. My pants have, have a milk stain on them. Cause like she spit up on me earlier. I was like, all right, we're going to leave these on. Cause I know you're going to spit up on me again. And that's just be another pair of pants. I'm going to have exactly. to wash. Yeah. What's the point? Right. What's I'm getting much more efficient. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> it, well, that's the thing. It's like, you hear people like moms say, pick your battles. Like yeah. I say that to my sister sometimes. And I'm like, why are you like ruined just by this one little thing? I'm like, pick your battles. Like who gives a shit if it's two different pairs of socks? Like, right? yeah. I mean, I love my sister to death, but she's so different. And then like what she wants them to wear and like everything has to be a certain way. And like mm -hmm. where, you know, my mom's like, well, don't compare because when you go to an event or you speak, like you like for things to be a certain way. Mm. I'm like, you're, you're totally right. But it's like, we have bigger fish to fry right now. I don't give a shit about the socks. Like we're going to be late and yeah. I'm going to have to pay a hundred dollars to have the kid not there on time. You know, it's just like, right. let, let's yeah. pick battles here, people. Yeah. So, and apparently awesome. a friend of mine, who's a mom of a two-year-old said that, you know, eventually you get to the point where, yes, you wear the pants with the milk stain and then you wear them the next day. So I was like, all right, I'm not there yet. No, not there yet. No, <laughs> I'd still change my pants on, yeah. you know, day-to-day -day basis. So we'll see, we'll see how things go. Like check back <laughs> in three months and see where I am. <laughs> That's funny. It's like people will DM me and be like, so are you on day two or three yet? <laughs> That's funny. I'll, I'll say like things on the podcast and people will come up to me at like conventions and stuff. Yeah. And they'll like say something that I said. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, who are you? Have I met you? Do I know you? What's your name? And I'm like trying to find their badge. Yeah. And I'm like, but I never want to say like, have we met before? Like, yeah, but they talk right? to me like they know me. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, are, have you talked with Amanda? Like, I'm just assuming, you know, and they're like, oh, I was listening to this. So now I'm just like, oh, do you listen to the podcast rather than assuming that I've met them before? And then it makes me right. feel crazy. Like, I oh, can't remember yeah. anything. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I know. It's fun. It's fun. But this was so much fun. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for being here today. And y'all be sure to go take the quiz. I think that this is a great takeaway and wherever you are in your business, new middle legacy stage, like mm. you still want to know the money. You still want to know the story. You yes. still need to know the numbers. And even if you have an accountant or someone like I had the same accountant for over 15 years, and then they kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And then a big thing fell through the cracks and I didn't know mm. it. And so I got a letter from the IRS and it's like, when I think everything is great, you know, that was just God in the universe kind of telling me that like, Hey, they really kind of outgrown that, mm -hmm. um, small town 
small business feel, which is okay. Like I'm very happy for them, but it sucks that something like that had to happen for me to be like, oh, so now I need a, an, a bookkeeper and this person and this person, but no one ever told me that, you yeah. know, but it, instead of going in mad about it, it's like I had to unpack a bunch of stuff and like actually learn some of it, which mm-hmm. I don't like that. But <laughs> now I will never, ever, ever let that happen again ever oh, good. like yes. not pay a bill on time or something. And then they send me all this back entry. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even know that. I. Uh, how did this happen? Like, yeah. I pay other people to take care of these things, yes. but I didn't have that attitude. And his business partner had died uh, suddenly, you know, it's just, you never know what's going on with people. Yeah. And while at the time I thought that it was like such a big deal, which for some people would have been a huge deal and they would have been pissed off and it would have ruined their day and maybe their week and month. But it's like, it's money. We can make Mm -hmm. more. We have, we have great clients and money comes and goes, but when you're smart about it, or you think you're being smart about it, there's always ways to improve. That's the point of that story. There's always (laughs) ways to improve and don't be mad at yourself and take accountability to keep up with what the hell's going on in your business. But thank you so much for your time. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. This was so, so much fun. I loved hanging out with you. Yay. And everybody that's listening or watching, thank you for your time and be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.